Hey everybody, this is Matthew Krause and you are listening to the podcast Working Drummer. Today is my interview with Jeff Hartsoe. Jeff is the executive director of the Percussive Arts Society, or PAS. We talk about all the benefits that PAS has for drummers, educators, members and non-members alike. We talk about the Rhythm Discovery Center in Indianapolis, Indiana, where the interview was conducted. Jeff also gives us some insight on the Percussive Arts Society International Convention that's going on November 11th through the 14th in San Antonio, Texas. As always, you can go to workingdrummer.net where you can find out more about this podcast, see pictures, and information about other interviews that we've done. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We also have a YouTube page where you can see some interviews and find out more information about upcoming events. Questions and comments are always welcome. One last thing I just want to let you guys know about this interview. My microphone was not on during the interview. We have very few technical glitches, but this was one of those times. But uh, I think the interview was really great, and luckily Jeff talks 80% of the time. But I did some overdubbing of my own voice, and so if it sounds a little funny, robotic, that's why. We're trying to match my voice up with the video that will be up on YouTube. So let's get to it. Here is Jeff Hartsoe. Man, thanks a lot for sitting down, and uh, we appreciate this. No problem. It's great to hear from you. Oh, yeah. Um, just finished an awesome tour of uh, this location, and uh, our tour guide... Uh, Aaron Jeter. Aaron was awesome. And uh, she's instrumental in getting a lot of tours scheduled and organized, so anybody that comes down here and uh, wants to check this out, she would probably be the one. Right, yeah. Uh, anybody can contact us here by phone call or email through the website. Uh, even contact me directly, and then I'll work with Aaron to get you know any special tours set up. Um, today we gave you sort of the special tour, which is called the Behind the Glass Tour. Behind the and glass. Uh, the Behind the Glass, uh, it's a little... Uh, extra to pay to be able to do that. Um, but what we do is we take you into the, uh, the collection that most people don't get to see of all the rare one of a kind uh, prototypes and snare drums uh, owned by, you know, everybody from Buddy Rich, uh, Gene Krupa. I mean, a lot of, you know, really famous guys, uh, Louis Belson. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's, you, you, Well, there were some very rare items some of the snare drums where there were only 50 made and you guys have three of them. Right. Yeah. With the Gladstones, the Gladstones, yeah. uh, some of the unique inventions. I think that that's one of the things that, uh, as we discover drums, we discover all the, uh, mechanics and that piques our interest, not only the sounds and the music that, a that accompanies all those things, but I think that as drummers, we geek out over, um, the invention and, and, um, all those little, things that make it what it is and the mechanic in us yeah the engineer in us wants to explore well it's so true i mean i think you know being drummers and percussionists is we're very mathematical thinking anyway mm -hmm. yeah and so the engineer side of us we're always thinking of how can we do this better yeah um <laughs> or or modify this to make it work for me um and so that that certainly comes out and you know probably one of the things uh that you got to see that I would love for more people to see is our foot pedal collection. 
Oh yeah, I got some great pictures. It's uh, it, it's it's one of the only ones like it in the world. I think we have the most extensive uh, foot pedal collections in the world, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, you can see everything from the very early stages of like late 1800s, early 1900s, very crude, made out of wood, uh, foot pedals where people were starting to think, how can I move from my hands to the double drumming technique uh, to starting to utilize my feet. And so from starting from there all the way through the Ludwig inventions um, and everything else in between all the way to modern day, uh, with some of the best pedals that are in the collection with all the major manufacturers. So it's, it's really, uh, really cool. That, that, that one collection alone is awesome. We haven't even said where exactly we are, <laughs> what city we are in. That's true. Uh, what the name of this place is. Most people are probably thinking we're in Nashville. Right, right. No, 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 we're not in Nashville. <laughs> uh, they probably can see from the title. We're at the, uh, percussive arts society, but where is this? What is this location? Sure, we're, we're in the Rhythm Discovery Center, and the Rhythm Discovery Center uh, was a creative vision of the Percussive Art Society. Um, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary um, here in the heart of downtown Indianapolis, and so um, we're actually at 110 West Washington Street <laughs> in, in downtown Indianapolis, and uh, this center is... Um, very community-based. Uh, we've had visitors literally from all over the world who have found out about us who come in on a weekly basis um, to not only see the exhibits for the, you know, the drumming geeks like us, but we also have families who come in. We do school group tours just to get them excited. Um, we have been funded by the, uh, the NAM Foundation to uh, carry out our, what we call our Find Your Rhythm program, where we bring in underfunded schools to help pay for their transportation and also their their fees to come in and and uh, take a tour um, of of the rhythm discovery center and and discover music and not just drums and percussion but just get them excited about music because it's so important in education with especially with all the funding cuts and so forth we're trying to supplement that and continue to get them excited and um so you know it's for it's for families it's it's for young kids kids of all ages i mean we literally have guys that uh work across the street at pnc bank um or um any of the downtown offices we've got guys who come in here on their lunch hours and, and bring like a bag lunch and sit in the soundproof room and and play for 45 minutes on the drum sets that we have in there so it's a very interactive it's not your typical museum i mean this is one of the only places where you can come and we don't tell you not to touch things other other than like a kit like this of course but <laughs> but um but you know we have over 200 instruments that can be played. lots of interactive things lots of opportunities to get your hands on things literally hand drums sticks cymbals you have that huge gong what is that thing uh the gong drum the gong drum yeah the gong drum is uh, was made for us by remo and uh donated to us at, at our opening and uh that's sort of the uh, the introduction to the center when you first enter when you first enter you see gene krupa's kit next to buddy rich's kit uh, set up in there, um, as some of you may know, you know, they used to do drum battles back in the day and uh, record them on audio. And so we've set up a, uh, a little exhibit, sort of previewing the larger drum set exhibit that we have going on right now. Um, and How from, long is this exhibit going on? Um, the drum set exhibit's going to go on at least until the July 2016, July, August 2016. So in about another year 
or so. It's been very successful. So, but the gong, the gong drum is one of the first things that you see when you first enter. You hear and feel, and I feel my lunch hour getting out all my anxieties from working at the bank. Yeah. (laughs) By just feeling the vibrations off the. Yeah. Um, And we've got, uh, you know, a gong in there and, and uh, in that same uh, area that people can, you know, feel the difference and, and learn the difference of, you know, membranophones versus the metals. And then we introduce the woods. Right. So there, it's, there's, there's actually a, a sort of a hidden message there to introduce people to those, those three things um, in particular, but to also understand that, you know, their drumming is much more, goes much deeper than just music or being the guy in the back of the stage. I mean, there's the vibrations of the the healing power of drumming and so forth. So lots of religious connections to some of the things that we saw when we were walking through. Uh, and also for those who kind of understand drums, drum set, um, this is, but it goes back. There's a history, there's a cultural significance that kind of creates a connection among cultures and it's great to see the drum sets in here. Right. And it's great to, you know, but it's really good, even as a, as a drummer all my life, to put the pieces together and see that, oh, I get it. It's so much bigger than this. Yeah. So much bigger than me. And to see all those things and to be able to hear. And I mean, the Tam Tam Gong alone, it's like, wait a minute, remind me again what this is again? It's, it, there was a lot of education today for me yeah you know well it's it's like i said i mean it's uh that's what's great about this place is that you can come here and not be a musician at all and totally enjoy it and learn a lot or you can be you know a a drum geek like us and there's things here for us too to geek out on and and like you said sort of bring you back to oh yeah you know i haven't thought about that in a long time you know and um so it's it's something that you know we're real proud of and um, welcome everybody. And of course, you know the drum set exhibit is is the, our our primary exhibit right now, but we have four other main exhibits um, that are here for people to enjoy. And and quite honestly, from a community standpoint and an education standpoint, um, the the drum set exhibit, for as cool as it is, almost gets overshadowed by all the rest of the uh, of the uh, exhibits and hands-on things that we have going on here. So. Right. So in for example, you have the drum circle in the middle. Yeah. So what goes on there? What do you guys do? Well, typically um a couple different things. I mean, when we do give tours in particular, which we do um tours for the schools that I mentioned through our Find Your Rhythm uh program that we do, um but we also do um like leadership meetings and we'll, we do private events here where people can come and corporations will come in here and we'll do leadership trainings and so forth like that and and group building experiences. Um, So that the drum circle area, which we call the plaza, um, which is sort of the center stage, if you will, of the entire uh, center, everything sort of spawns off that middle section. So, um, you know, it's, it's primarily used for drum circle purposes where at the end of a tour, we give a drum circle, and so people can actually realize that, hey, I can, uh, I can play drums. Like, actually, maybe I have some rhythm. Do Do you ever have a group where nobody is a drummer? Oh yeah, yeah, and and believe it or not, those are the people that seem to have the most fun because it's like you've awakened 
yes. the drummer inside them that they didn't know because, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't have any rhythm at all. It's like, no, you really do. You know, you just, you have rhythm in your body every day, just starting with your heartbeat. Oh yeah. And you have your breathing rhythm. Yeah. And when you start to talk to those people in particular about that, you can just see things like their thoughts start to like open up. And, and like I said, they discover like a whole new realm of their aptitude and brain that they haven't even discovered yet. So, so the people that come in and, and get to drum that aren't drummers and percussionists, they're the ones that almost get more excited than. That's exciting. That's going to be fun to see. Oh. To see that it's got to remind you of what it was like when you discovered it. And... Yeah. And it, it, it does. It keeps you kind of reminded and grounded of, especially when you see little kids in particular, but adults too, but especially when you see little kids just like getting so excited. I mean, we've got some great photographs of little kids just being so excited, you know, and, and and it does, it brings you back to like, man, uh, that used to be me, you know, like, you know, before I got dark on the, I become so jaded. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Percussive Art Society, um, been around now for 54 years. Uh, it was an organization, um, that was, uh, founded, um, by 14 individuals uh, back in the day to kind of create a uh, an environment or a community of drummers and percussionists and also the industry side. And at that time, uh, we were looking at the drum and percussion industry really hadn't, it was in its infancy stage. So, so we're looking at 1961? Yeah, you know, and, and so we're looking at, you know, Remo, Belly being in the beginning, you know, Ludwig in the beginning. I mean, there was only just a few companies, Zildjian, that were around at that time and who wanted to um, kind of support and create, again, a community, a society of drummers and percussionists where, you know, it could, the industry could support education and um, kind of cultivate the new drummers and percussionists of the new era and whatnot. So, it, it since then has built to where we have uh, chapters all over the world. Uh, we most probably are most well known for the Percussive Art Society International Convention, which is PASIC. Um, I know a lot of people know PASIC, but they usually don't know what it stands for. But right. it's, you know, Percussive Art Society International Convention. Um, and, you know, for this is our 40th anniversary this year right. for PASIC. And that's going to be in San Antonio, Texas, uh, November 11th through the 14th. So um, that is something that um, we're really excited about. Um, people can go to the website, either PASIC.org or PAS.org, to look at all the uh, artist listings and the groups that are performing. Can you recall anybody that's on this list, anybody that's performing? Could you mention a few of those? Uh, I mean, there, there are so many to mention. I don't want to leave anybody off, but, you know, uh, the evening concerts are all great. We have everything from... A percussion ensemble uh, pieces being played to to Ghost Note, uh, which are the guys um, from Snarky Puppy, the drummer and percussionist from Snarky Puppy, who have put their own group together called Ghost Note. And um, Friday nights and all vibes thing with uh, Joe Locke and Stefan Harris and you know a, a few other guys who are uh, all going to be playing together at the same time, wow. which is you know four of the top vibraphone bonus in the world playing it um clinic wise it's just it's all over the the map i mean we've got annika niles coming in from uh germany 
Um, she's amazing for any of you that have not uh, seen her yet. Just amazing drummer. Um, and from her to Ndugu Chancellor uh, and everybody in between. So it's, uh, it, it's a great lineup. I encourage everybody to, do, uh, to go to the websites and look at it. If you're interested in coming, um, you can register for a four-day badge. Or you can actually come and, and uh, we have what we call general admission or single session tickets where it's $20. You don't have to be a member of PAS if you don't want to be. You can just come and pay $20 and get into any one, any single one session or evening concert that you want. For anybody that's in Texas or maybe wants to drive down, we also have day passes available. So there's a lot of different options. Uh, you can go find the tickets on Eventbrite under PASIC 15. Um, or you can go to our website and, and register for the, the day passes through us. It is available to non-members. It's just more expensive. The, the members are a little less expensive. It's a few, it's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I forget the exact pricing, like 235 I think, um, at that point. And but all that information is on the website. It's all on the website. And if you get a four-day badge, that gives you access to everything. And yeah. realistically, um, compared to other events, um, even music festivals out there like oh, yeah. like Austin City Limits Festival or South by Southwest or whatever you want to, the price is ridiculously cheap for that. And it's concentrated in things that you really want to see oh, and experience. I, I, who you want to meet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is every year it's like a family reunion. I mean, people, uh, drums and percussionists from all over the world, whether they're giving a clinic or not, come. Yeah. All the industry is there. All the manufacturers have booths. It's like a mini NAMM show at the Expo. Oh, right, right. So uh, explain the Expo. The Expo is, is like I said, it's like a, a mini NAMM show. So we have all the manufacturers. We have the, the small um, boutique drum, you know, drum manufacturers there or, or percussion accessory manufacturers. We have everybody from Sabian to Zildjian to, to Pearl to Yamaha, um, DW, Gretsch. I mean, they're all, they're all there with booths. And what's really cool is, is um, the, the exhibitors or the manufacturers have in the last several years, have really begun premiering their new gear at PASIC ahead of NAMM show. Oh. So, uh, you know, it gives them a little bit of time. They get some feedback and I think uh, might have a chance to maybe make some tweaks before they premiered at the NAMM show. But pretty much they are... And there are some uh, you get serious sneak peek. people that are looking and, and checking out what yeah. you've got or what they've and got. And the other, the other great thing, too, is that you can buy directly oh, off the floor. Okay. So, you know, if you want to come, it's $20. If you just want to go to the expo, um, bring a wad of cash and walk out with a, with a great deal of, you know, new drum set or some new, new cymbals or new mallets, whatever, right. you know, right. even, I mean, you can buy uh, five octave marimbas off, you know, the companies, I mean, at a significant discount. So, yeah. you know, you, you have that, that option. So another great reason to come to the expo portion of, uh, of PASIC. November 11th through the 14th. Yep. In Austin. No, in San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. So go to the walk. Go, go to the, the river walk. walk. Don't fall in. Don't it's fall fine. in. <laughs> How do you know this? Uh, actually, personal experience? No, someone told me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was pulling them out. Yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell, I oversee all the operations from top to bottom for for the entire organization. Yeah. 
uh, and and you're spending time between Austin. That's why I said Austin because you're spending time between Austin. Yeah, and here I, I do. I still I'm I'm still an active player, and so I I record and and play actively in Austin. Um, so I do spend uh, time in Austin at least once a month, and uh, the, the rest of the time I'm here in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, running things here and making sure the conventions coming together okay, and uh, working ahead on you know what our new exhibits are going to be here, and working on you know membership initiatives, and um, just you know every every piece of the puzzle I'm got my fingers on. You and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, we worked, we both worked together at Columbus Pro Percussion in That's right. Columbus, Ohio. Uh, with Jim Rupp uh, back in the, well, for me, it was the mid-90s, uh, and you were there. You were managing the store when I was there. Right, that's right. So um, it's it's just great to reconnect, man. Yeah. And I think we saw each other in Texas when I was touring, and we had some great mountain biking experience, yeah, we did. and you crashed. <laughs> did I? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think you hit your head. No, 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 I think you dislocated oh, your my shoulder, shoulder or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't serious. I thought I did at the time, but, no. but it, nonetheless, it was a great time. <laughs> I'm still mountain biking, you know. Bikes are like snare drums with me. I just, you know, you, you don't, you, you, you know, you, you just, you don't need it, but you want it, and you just add that other one to the collection, you know, or cymbals, same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, are you originally from Columbus? Yeah, I, I grew up in Columbus. Okay. Um, and, and then from there, I, I, my background is I actually did business and music, uh, as far as you know, school goes. Um, I marched, did some drum corps, did some teaching. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, was there a particular line you marched with? Uh, I marched in Twenty Seven Lancers and Suncoast Sound. Okay. Um, and then from there, I taught Magic of Orlando and Spirit of Atlanta and a couple others. So uh, you know, I had some a lot of experience in that time frame. Um, and kind of during that time, I was also going to school, working on uh, my degrees, and I had started working in. Uh, at Columbus Percussion part-time in around 1985. Um, and so then eventually uh, became general manager um, until about 97. And then I, I, wow. I left there yeah. and uh, went to uh, Promark, uh, where I was director of artist relations and marketing worldwide. Um, and then in 2002 is when I came to uh, PAS at that time as the uh, the executive producer and director of PASIC. And so I uh, have been here now at P- with PIS since then and will be soon coming up on my 15 years, uh, which is weird to think about. Commitment, um, man. Yeah, commitment for sure. Uh, so, and I think the I've been executive director now for okay. about two and a half years. So, yeah. So, I mean, have things changed a lot for you as far as what you were doing? You first started with PAS compared to now? Oh yeah, basic responsibilities have grown exponentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just just the industry has changed. I mean, just uh, we are constantly adapting to what's happening out there. I mean, literally. I mean, you hear it all the time, but the internet changed everything. Right now, PAS is also in addition to the chapters that we have worldwide. We also have um, we have committees. Um, that are made up of the different segments of drums and percussion. So we have like a health and wellness committee. We have a symphonic committee. We have the drum set committee on down the line um, of all the different areas, pedagogy and education. 
Um, we we rely heavily on the feedback from from the committees to kind of steer the direction we're going. Um, the website uh, we're constantly putting up uh, videos and educational content. Resource wise, I would say we're probably uh, you know the best resource out there in the world and have a lot of things that no one else has. Of course, there's so much out there for free. Resources for if you're let's say a, a band director, non percussionist band director, okay. and you yeah. need you need some help. And you can't, you know, you don't have the funds to hire a percussion specialist. Uh, we have resources to help those those band directors. Um, we also have, uh, for the most advanced doctoral student, we have articles and uh, research articles and so forth from our magazine, Percussive Notes or Rhythm Scene Magazine, um, that they can use for uh, any number of researches, whether it be on a particular excerpt or if it's about how to you know make make your own marimba, let's say, um, and everything in between. So we have a little bit of, uh, of of information for almost everybody out there, no matter what your specialty is um, or what level you're at. And so we're we're a lot to a lot of people. Well, and I just want to make sure that people understand what you guys provide. That's different than getting on YouTube and just going down that rabbit hole of watching players do something that you know and that that has its merit mm -hmm. but when you have to get specific whether it's whether you're a teacher educator like you said non-drummer yeah or if you're a student or a graduate student those things those are things you can't easily access no like we have uh we have databases where you can go on and and search about particular pieces that were written uh, maybe that you want your ensemble to play. Yeah. Um, you can go on the, the, the site and, and research those. Uh, we have, um, we encourage ensembles to submit their programs from performances that they've done, and, and those are online. So you can go online and maybe you're putting together a, a performance or a recital, uh, and you kind of want to look at what some other people have done as far back as, say, 1970, you know, um, I mean, uh, to the present. Um, so we're a wealth of knowledge that, again, isn't easily found on the Internet. I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, there's a ton of videos out there of guys shredding, which is great. I, yeah. I love it, too. Um, now, with our videos, they're from PASIC, and they show some, you know, great shredding, let's say, but then there's a lot of educational content as well. Again, so it may be drum set. It's provided, you know, or it could be symphonic or whatever. There's different areas that you can kind of dig in, and depending on what you're looking for, you can go as deep down down that that hole as you want to to find the research that you're looking for. I mean, even here at, at the Rhythm Discovery Center, you know, we obviously have the collection, but we also have our archives and libraries, um, which is huge. It's huge, and so you you can literally come here. Go into the library, which we didn't show you today. We yeah, <laughs> we more time um, to to go and, and and pull off the shelves anything instructional books like one of one of a kind, like the original scores to particular pieces of music. Um, it's available to the PIS membership, and you can come in here and spend as much time in the research room as as you want. So it's you know we are here for as little or as much as you want to use PAS for. So, and then of course, you know, PASIC is just an extension of what we're about 
all condensed into four days. We work with uh, Riley's Children's Hospital here uh, in Indianapolis as well, where we'll go and, and do drum circles there at the hospital for the kids. Um, and, and that's a huge um, enlightenment for them. And, and you know, they, um, and Riley has their own uh, music therapists and, and people on staff there as well, uh, which is just huge. Like I said, it's, it's kind of become its own thing. And now we're, we're, we're kind of part of it. Uh, but it's a huge, uh, a, a, a huge segment by itself. There's a great organization um, that I want to mention that we work uh, directly with and have a really great relationship, but one of many, but this one in particular, uh, it's called Drums for Cures. And right. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that on your website. Yeah, we're actually partnering with them. Um, we're raffling right now, if I can do a little plug. <laughs> we're, we're raffling... Uh, Neil Pert's, one of Neil Pert's kit, uh, his floor tom head actually off this kit that was last used um, on the 1974 All the World's a Stage Tour. Uh, Neil signed it. Um, it's a chrome Evans uh, drum head off the 16-inch floor tom off of this kit when he was using it. Um, and we're raffling that off. And the uh, you can go to our homepage at PIS.org, and it's right on the homepage there. You can click on how to, to buy raffle tickets uh, to have a chance at winning at that. We're going to do the drawing the last day of PASIC. So um, it, it's, it's really cool. It's a, a framed, especially framed uh, drum head um, that, you know, I, I think would look great so, in anybody's home. We're, we're working, this raffle is, is with them, and so we're going to split the proceeds uh, from however much we raise from that to uh, go towards their mission and also our mission as well. Um, and their mission is is more or less working with um, cancer patients and, and not only from a therapeutic standpoint, but just raising awareness and helping to raise funds to um, help battle cancer. So it's a great organization. They come to PASIC every year and, uh, and they'll have a booth there. And uh, Scott Swimmer is the, uh, the executive director, my equivalent to that organization. Great, great person. And, um, you know, that that's an example of one of the organizations that crosses over that we work closely with. Percussive Notes is our hard copy journal that we print uh, every other month. We have five issues a year. Uh, the issue that just came out now, by the way, uh, is the digital version of it is free on the website because it's the uh, PASIC preview issue. So within that issue, there's uh, articles written about a bunch of the sessions that will be at PASIC. Not all of them, but a, a majority of them. Um, and like I said, that's our, that's our printed magazine slash journal. Rhythm Scene is a uh, somewhat new magazine that it's a digital only magazine that you can download from a uh, newsstand from the Apple store. Uh, we have it available for the, all the Apple products, the, the iPad and the iPhone 6. We also have the Android version um, off of the Google Play store and then also the uh, Kindle Fire version from the Amazon store. So that's a digital magazine that comes out every other month opposite of percussive notes. What's different about that? Um, well, the, the percussive notes is more of a, a journal that would be more educationally based, um, collegiate based sort of articles that kind of dive in more to technique and 
um, particular pieces or percussion ensembles. It's maybe setups. a little bit more focused material. Yeah, it's more of like a it's it's more of to the core of what the PAS membership, you know, your your students and professors and so forth. Um, rhythm scene is more broad, where we're reaching out to the drums, more of the drum set players, more of the the world drummers and. Uh, the health and wellness guys, the drum circle people, um, you know, paying more attention to uh, even the marching guys and, you know, featuring the marching uh, world a little bit more. Um, And it's more accessible and we try to make that more to the general public as somebody who might be an enthusiast or a hobbyist. It just, that magazine has a slightly different vibe. It's got a a more of a, of a funner, uh, shorter articles, a lot more pictures, um, more of what you would consider, you know, uh, what people are used to today in their short attention span. So it's a little more colorful and so forth. So um, we kind of, you know, we, we feel like between those two magazines, even though one is in print and the other one's strictly digital, uh, we kind of feel like we're speaking to a very broad group of, of people f- through both of those. Is there anything special about this being the 40th anniversary of PASIC that you guys are doing this year? Well, we're just having, uh, you know, we just really went after having some really great concerts, great daytime showcase concerts, uh, the clinics, the master classes. So next year is going to be lame. Well, I mean, that's the, that, that's the worry I always have, you know, you know, you, what am I going to do next year? You know, that's always the worry. Set the but bar high, man. I know it's, it, you know, it's a challenge, but you know, that, in uh, the fact that it's that it's in Texas, we always have uh, a great turnout uh, yeah. in Texas, and of course, especially for the people from the East Coast and Midwest coming down to to Texas when it's in the 80s or possibly I know in 2012. I think we even were in the low 90s in 20 uh, in 2012 when we were in Austin. Uh, so of course, it's a great escape for everyone to come come and get away from the weather if it's bad, uh, which is always. Which is always nice. Well, but San Antonio it, is beautiful. It is. I think everyone will have a great time, and uh, and looking forward to it. But you know, just having it in Texas, and then just all the different um, sessions and concerts that we've been able to program are are going to make it real special. Currently, we're on a sort of a setup where we do two years here in Indy and one year usually in Texas or somewhere else. But it's central either way. It's easy to get to. It's yeah. whether East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, for San Antonio. I mean, that, that's really central um, to the East and West Coast. So, you know, all of you out there on the West Coast, it's it's a lot easier for you to get to San Antonio. And we typically do draw quite a bit from the West Coast and the, the Western states that don't usually come to Indianapolis. Um, the other great thing about having it here in Indianapolis, though, too, is that it's sort of a well-oiled machine here. Um, being in San Antonio this year, it's sort of like having to start over from scratch because it's a circus. You, you don't know the building, you don't know the logistics. I mean, it's it's literally like starting over, which has been it's been fun, but it's been a challenge. So hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll come together and, and be okay. That's the great thing about having it here too is that you know everyone. Otherwise, they may not come to Indianapolis very often, if at all, other than for PASIC. So it allows them to come to the Rhythm Discovery Center, uh, of which if, if you are here for PASIC, you know, you get in for free if you have a PASIC badge. And as a member of PAS, you, you get to see what your membership dollars go towards, um, which is, you know, something very special. And so it, it is sort of that extra added advantage um, and, 
and uh, luxury of, of having it in Indianapolis is that you have this to come to when you feel like you need to get away from the craziness of the convention center. So. Pleasure to hear from you, and I'm glad things are going so well with the podcast. And I'm I'm just thrilled to be a, a part, or, or that you thought of PAS and Rhythm Discovery Center um, to be part of it, and invite you guys or back anytime you want to come back. And I and, and hopefully you can spend more time because you can get you can literally spend a whole day in here yeah. if you if you wanted to. Hey Jeff, it was hey, a pleasure, my man. Pleasure. Yeah, it's great to see you. Oh, and uh, like again, any anybody that is interested in, in getting in touch with us, uh, you can reach us through pas.org or rhythmdiscoverycenter.org. Uh, and if you're interested in PASIC, you can go to pasic.org um, and find out all the information. And if there's something on there that you can't find or you need information for, our phone numbers and emails are on there. And uh, you know, feel free to give us a call. That's what we're here for. So thanks so much. Appreciate it. Come back soon. PAS, folks. PASIC 2015. Check it out if you can. Uh, Not my favorite audio recording of my voice, but um, I'm glad we were able to make that happen. And thanks, Jeff, so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with us. Um, As you can guess, the time leading up to PASIC is super crazy for Jeff. So for him to take even just the short amount of time that he did, uh, we are very grateful for that. Much thanks to Mike Jackson for helping me. Uh, He went above and beyond to help me get this worked out, all the technical glitches down to a minimum so we could present something palatable and uh, hopefully entertaining and uh, informative. I want to read a comment from David McQuaid on our website. He writes, Thank you for doing the podcast. They're all great. Enjoy the stories and information the guys all share. That's great. Uh, David, thanks so much for that. And uh, any other comments or questions that you guys have uh, in any of the formats that we have, uh, please send them our way. We really appreciate it. But thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.